Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Compatibility. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This is Live Bet Sunday on VSEN, the sports betting network. It is another hour of Live Bet Sunday presented by BetMGM from across Las Vegas and all the way out as far as Chicago, where our man Danny Burke is joining us, co host of the VSEN Pro Football Betting Podcast. Jeff Parles, who is part of the three man Megapod, joins us from South Point. I'm Ben Wilson at Circa. I'm hearing Jeff, according to the legendary odds maker Jimmy Vaccaro, hot dog stand, the legendary hot dog stand, at least 15 people deep at Very, all times this yes, afternoon. Do yes. I have that? Do I have that correct? Oh yeah, when I uh, when I stepped out to use the restroom earlier, there was at least 18 in line. Big day for the hot dog wow. cart. Uh, Brian Ortega uh, sacrilegiously with the ketchup earlier in the day on the hot dog. Oh, uh, and, oh and uh, yeah, that's all I'll say. I know we got a Danny's in Chicago, obviously, and uh, we know how uh, Danny would have thought. We, we know how know sacrilegious ketchup on hot dog is. Uh, he would, yeah, yes. So Brian uh, Ortega, our, our outstanding producer, our, our outstanding <laughs> producer in most ways, but maybe not in that uh, one particular way. In He's the meantime, a Packers the action, fan, you know, it uh, makes sense. Yeah. So. <laughs> okay. I, Danny, I was trying there to cut go. you before you went there because I, yes, I knew sorry. that yes. was on the horizon. <laughs> yes. That's, of course, where, where the Irish Bulldog had to go, taking pot shots at the – look, the Packers are a very public team, all right? Ortega, you know, he doesn't have any Wisconsin roots. I'm okay? a two-time owner. Thank you very much. Congratulations, Brian. But Brian Ortega is a two-time owner of the Green Bay Packers. All right, to the Twin Cities. We thought maybe, given the lack of defense for both teams, 17-7, not by any means an insurmountable lead, Jeff Parles – Content to hold his positioning, though, with pregame Jets tickets. Danny and I waiting for an in-game angle, but not yet a number that has intrigued us enough. Vikings with a very important drive 
Got the beneficiary of a big play on the third and nine. Kirk Cousins to TJ Hawkinson to extend the drive just before the two-minute warning. Continue to march down the field, and in an eight-play, 75-yard drive, Cousins hits KJ Osborne, left all alone over the middle from nine yards out. And it is 17-14 with 45 seconds to go in the first half. Giants still on top, but after scoring 17 unanswered points after the Viking opening drive touchdown, Danny, finally some life. From the Minnesota Vikings, it appears it only took them three series to get over the debacle by Kevin O'Connell on that third and one play call on drive number two, where Justin Jefferson tried to throw the ball back to Kirk Cousins. Uh, that was a pretty important and very, pretty, very good looking uh, touchdown drive in a position where the Vikings really needed some offense. Yeah, so now it's interesting, Ben, because you and I were talking about this when Jeff stepped away for a second, and it was live betting the Giants if the Vikings got back into this one in the key number went under three or it went under the key number of three and I'm seeing two and a half right now in favor of the Giants so I'm curious if this would be your selling point into finally jumping in on the G-men because again they have moved the ball every single time they've touched it they just had to settle for the field goal the last time the penalty kind of screwed them if they had a touchdown we'd still be talking about this game in a completely different manner but knowing that they have moved the ball at will it's under three is now your time to go if you want to bet the giants my answer to that question as i as uh, as i tr as i try to pull up all my various betting odds here on my phone as we do the show is yes no this this is the buy point for me and look jeff vikings defensively have been horrible today on the on the day Giants who've had the ball three times have scored all three possessions averaging 9.1 yards per play get the ball back with still three timeouts 45 seconds to go in the half get the ball first to start the second half it, look to me in the market was at two and a half a good amount of the week a lot of threes juiced to the Giants when you're inside the threes there's, there's not a whole lot of difference in the value between say Vikings minus two and a half to Giants minus two and a half I see some Giants minus one and a half, though. I, that, to me, would be the buy point, uh, Jeff. And, and that's that's the way I'm going to look here, try to get this thing in before we get out of the commercial. Yeah, I'm just going to stand pat with everything that I've had pre-flop. There's no reason for me to get out of what I had. Uh, that was a big drive for Minnesota, though. And uh, if you're going to stay in this game and have an opportunity to do what you've done all year, which is stay close and find a way in the fourth quarter, which is what Minnesota's done this whole year with mm -hmm. a dreadful point differential in the first three quarters and then positive 50 in the four, in the fourth, you got to find a way to stay in this game. That was a giant drive by the Vikings. And now let's see if the giants can answer. They have all three timeouts You have 45 seconds. Minnesota show no, no uh, resistance at all so far in this game. Defensively, right. if you can get a field goal range, get three from Gano, you get the ball first in the second half. I would feel pretty good if I'm the giants. If you can get at least something here, on this final 45 seconds in, uh, left in this half. Uh, they're going to be starting in, uh, just outside the 20-yard line. On that last drive, K.J. Osborne, anytime touchdown, Cashes, who was longer than 3-1. to one. Very nice hit if you had Osborne. T.J. Hawkinson has already gone over his 50-and-a-half receiving prop uh, with three catches for 59 yards already in the first half. Danny, you're our prop guy, especially for player props in the NFL. I, I, I would have thought this would have been a – prop players dream this game with basically zero defense and two teams that use a lot of different weapons. It's not usually consolidated just to one guy already. I mean, I, I have a sheet here with about 30 different props and about a dozen have already cashed in the first half alone. Yeah, it certainly was. And look, I ended up not playing any props this weekend because some that I was more interested in had been inflated a lot. 
And just because playoffs are a tad bit more unique, I like to see how it levels out in the first weekend at least. But you're right. If you just looked at the sample size from the last game, I already told you how Daniel Jones looked like a superstar on Christmas Eve against the Vikings. Threw for 334 yards, 30 completions, 42 attempts. Even Kirk Cousins threw for 300 yards, well, 299 to be exact. But 34-48, three tutties, no picks. Jefferson had 12 catches, a buck 33 for a touchdown. TJ Hawkinson, who you just mentioned, had his best game as a Viking. 13 catches, a buck 09 for two receiving touchdowns. Barkley had 14 carries, 84 yards in a rushing touchdown. So, yeah, if you were looking to bet some of these overs, uh, a lot of times prop players like to go the other way. But this game is seeming like a lot of the overs may be in the green. The one issue, though, to potentially look at, and this would not impact things from a prop perspective because Darius Slayton has already scored a touchdown. He has already gone over. I should say he's gone over his receiving yards, hasn't scored a touchdown, but Slayton over 50 and a half receiving yards cashes on the opening drive. But Slayton just hobbled off the field, so he's shaken up for now. And also, Jeff, the, the Giants commit a holding penalty on the kick return, so they have to start at their own 10-yard line. Now Slayton gets hurt, and you're backed up at your own 10, second and 10 with 37 seconds to go in the half. So not nearly as beneficial a spot to potentially drive late and get some points. See how that changes things, but they'll be faced with a third down. And I don't know, what do you, what do, you do here from a timeout perspective? Clock running. If you're Dable, you probably just let what is O'Connell now, doing? Right? Third, and, third and seven with, thir- with uh, the ball at your own 13. Go to the half. Go to the half. O'Connell seems content to let it go to the half. Don't bother. Don't bother. I wouldn't even bother. Don't run a play. You're up three. Get the ball first. Only a bad thing can happen on this play. I don't know what O'Connell's doing. And I don't know why the Giants are even bothering. Jones completes for a first first down, down, but there's three seconds left in there at their own 21. So that would just be a a knee. Just take a knee. Um, That was very weird from O'Connell, though. 37 seconds left. He had two timeouts. You get a stop. You get the ball back. You're deep in our own end. You get a bad punt. You don't, don't need 15 I get that, yards. But, I don't but get your that defense from But your defense has been horrible. So Still, uh, trust I, them. I, been I, deep I, in your own end. Take, at least trust them. At least see if they can get a stop. Regardless, it's fine. It's fine. It's going to end up being uh, no harm, yeah. no foul. But uh, that was weird from O'Connell there. 17-14. Halftime score. And now our, really the, the our favorite part of these shows. And we actually have time to get – different betting opportunities because the market will populate. Now we'll see where the market goes and where we look for some value. Giants close the first half with 267 total yards. Most in the first half all season with their longest drive of the season, 20 plays as well as nearly 11 minutes taking off the clock as part of a 17, 14 halftime lead giants in the first half, one point dogs cover over 23 and a half was the consensus. First half total that cashes as well. And uh, Danny, as we start to do the breakdown of the box score, All things considered, relatively, even with a slight edge there to the G-Men, 14 first downs to the Vikings, 12, 8.3 yards per play to the Vikings, 6.2. You would expect that number to come down at some point from the Vikings, but I should say from the Giants, but the Vikings uh, offense, despite a couple of punts in that first half sequence, even they were not not bad whatsoever. 6.2 on the season would rank about second in the NFL, would only be behind the Kansas City Chiefs if you extrapolated that out to a full year, so... It's been all offense so far. Interested to see how the market adjusts to that price and where we get a second half total spit, uh, spit out here. Yeah, I was going to say, too, like all things considered, Minnesota being down by three, 
doesn't seem bad at all. I mean, let's be honest. That play call was still really bad. Them stopping the Giants when they were going into the red zone was huge for Minnesota. That third down pass to Hawkinson really changed the course of the game and, of course, allowed them to get into scoring position. You talk about props, and I'm kind of looking now to see where these are going to go at. And Saquon Barkley, the man has only four carries for 51 rushing yards, 12.8 yards per carry. I'm looking at one sports book right now. Saquon Barkley, 90 and a half for his rushing yards prop. The over is minus 121. And the good thing is, mm. if I'm not mistaken, the Giants get the ball first. So they'll at least have that lead established. They yeah. They're going to try to, yeah. So if they're going to try to kind of be methodical about making their way downfield again, they know that Barkley's been incredibly efficient. And so is Daniel Jones with his feet. But I think, again, you're chasing a little bit, but. You're going up against a pretty poor run defense in Minnesota, and you have that lead. You know they got a little bit of offensive momentum. Keep them on the sidelines as long as possible. I think if you think the Giants are in a position to win, you're in a position to win with Saquon Barkley over his rushing yards prop of 90 in the hook. I'd search to see if you could get a better number at multiple outlets, and I'll look uh, during this break, but that may be something I would consider. He was in the 75 range, 74 and a half behind me at Circa pregame. So you're going up by what, 15, 15 and a half yards. It's not a giant leap that you're having to pay, at least uh, as far as a tax goes. As the market starts to populate, we'll get full thoughts on the other side of the break. Vikings minus a half, even money for the second half. So uh, that looks like two and a half for the full game uh, as the Giants lead it by three. So right now, if you like the Giants, for the game, laying two and a half, and you're you're paying a little bit of juice, minus 120. It looks like, though, based on the early odds screen, a lot of people laying it here with the Giants. It's gone at a number of shops from Vikings minus a half, even money, to that minus a half now juiced to about plus 105. If you wanted to take the Giants, you're getting a plus money number. Total painted, 24 for the second half, uh, correlating out to 55 for the game. We'll break down all that, what it means, what angles we're looking at for half number two when we come back to Live Bet Sunday. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> 
Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my dance, <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save 40% site-wide. Get 40% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This is Live Bet Sunday on VSEN, the sports betting network. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM is all of your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. We've taken a few minutes to watch the market populate. Second half line between the Vikings and the Giants. New York on top of the break. 17-14. First half over cashing. Giants in the first half. The two main bets, at least on side in total, that do cash. Right now, money coming to the over. Has not moved off the 24, but uh, Jeff Parle starting to see some shaded overs on that 24 total for the second half. And also the uh, the Giants getting some love as far as the spread. It's minus a half on Minnesota. Betters do not want to give a pick em because, look, at three, you would think a lot of money would come in on the Vikings down by three right now. But the betters are laying that two and a half for the full game on the New York Giants, juiced at about my anywhere from minus 115 to minus 120. Anything surprise you from the early market moves? Not really. Not really. I mean, this does feel like, even though, again, you're dealing with what? That's 55 for the game at 24. So yes. a touchdown higher than what you were gonna you you had to lay at the beginning of the game. I think that's right. Neither defense has played particularly well. The Viking defense hasn't gotten a stop yet. 
Uh, and look, I'm not surprised that the Giants are taking the action. I, they they have been the better team completely in this first half. And in all honesty, Minnesota's pretty fortunate to be down three. They are. They, they had, the field goal drive was, that was a touch, there was a touchdown before the silly penalty. That was absolutely a penalty on the illegal form, or the illegal motion, I should say. But they are, look, uh, this is right. I think everything in this market is right. I'm not bothering. I'm going to stamp Pat with my plus three from pregame and uh, go from there. Whatever happens, happens in the second half. Jeff Parles, standing Pat. You also use the Giants as the leg one of your VEASAN playoff survivor, correct? Yes, I uh, went full game theory with taking the Giants because I don't think the Giants are winning next week. So use a team that I don't think that can win their following game. And I'll be very happy if, if if all goes well here. We go to Giants this week, the Eagles next week, and the 49ers in the NFC title game. I'd be okay. very pleased with that. It all it all lines up so simply on paper. How, yeah. Hey, how look, it only if it was done on paper, and... man. We'd win every contest <laughs> all... imaginable, Ben. Uh, yeah, that's, that, when you, yes, that's why only two people won uh, Circus Survivor out of over 6,000. That's how that usually goes. For people who are interested, at least the, 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 the playoff Survivor, which all three of us are a part of, and all three of us lost, by the way, week one in regular season survivors. So Correct. not exactly experts you're looking at. This thing is a crapshoot. But uh, it was a split at the top, evenly selected. The most popular choice, Bills, which Danny Burke is on and, and already advanced. And Bengals, which I am on in the late game, which we'll still preview. Uh, and then the after that, there was an even split between the Vikings and the Giants. So there was a lot of difference of opinion on this game specifically. An even amount of people using both the Vikings and the Giants. Uh, Danny, I certainly feel like the Giants have been the right side so far. There hasn't really been enough value, though, from an in-game perspective. This line got above three pretty much right away. I I've been been thinking about it here. The, the issue is that at two and a half, even, even right before halftime when the Giants had the ball at two and a half, the juice has really, really been heavy. I usually don't like to lay uh, more than a, you know, a buck, uh, buck 15 juice on a lot of in-game stuff, and yet you're, you're having to pay a big tax if you like the Giants right now. So I've continued to stay off. Want to wait and see what happens to start the third quarter. Uh, that prop you gave out earlier, though, Saquon Barkley, you can find that at BetMGM, 89.5 is the rushing yards, which is an interesting number in-game because Daniel Jones' in-game rushing prop is up to 90.5. How about that, Danny? Look at that. Let's go, <laughs> it's, baby. It's truly remarkable. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I'll take a little piece, uh, a little piece of that Saquon bet at 89.5. Again, look, he only has four carries for 51 yards. The concern is, all right, well, if you're not going to utilize him that much, that's going to be what kills you. But the dude is averaging 12.8 yards per carry, and I know he had the big run for the touchdown. But this is also kind of factoring into if you like the Giants, but you're a little scared because the Vikings kind of caught up. What makes you want to like him going forward? The fact that they're outgaining them both in passing and rushing yards, and they really haven't untapped Saquon Barkley yet. And you also tie that into what we've been saying, the slight coaching advantage, maybe more than slight, with Dayball over Kevin O'Connell. But Daniel Jones has been torturing you on the ground and doing well enough in the passing game. They have not even fully utilized their top player in Saquon Barkley. Yes, he had a big run, but again, only four carries. They can control this game. They can control the time of possession, which they do have a three-minute advantage with right now. And I think that still is the reason why all of us are thinking that, yeah, the Giants are the right side. But again, mm -hmm. if you're not getting an appropriate price for it, maybe you don't rush to bet it right now. But the fact that the Giants get the ball first is also 
very nice because if they're going to get Barkley going right out of the gates, well, hopefully he can do it successfully. That helps to prop, but again, that's just going to help the Giants in controlling more of that momentum, time of possession in general. And I just... It's not like Minnesota, again, that Colts game was different, right? I mean, the Colts are the Colts. They were just so bad in so many different ways. I don't really expect Minnesota to make that big of adjustments in terms of the defense. I don't think they have the capability of doing so. I think the only way that they're going to stop them is either by the Giants just stopping their own self, you know, a turnover, whatever it may be, or if somehow they get enough pressure on Daniel Jones and he isn't able to evade out of the pocket. Otherwise, I think the Giants are still going to be able to do what they want on the offensive side of the ball because they mm-hmm. still haven't fully untapped what they do best. At least from the game theory script, what you say makes a lot of sense. Looking at an in-game on the Justin Jefferson prop receiving yard over, it's 96 and a half basically on, depending on the market, pretty much right at what the pre, uh, pre-game number was. Behind me at Circa was 94 and a half. Six catches on six targets, 43 yards, don't you think, Jeff, if this thing gets further in, into the game and Minnesota continues to trail, the idea of force-feeding Jefferson the ball only rises in, in the odds of it actually happening if, if the Vikings remain down in the second half? I mean, that's what they've done when they've been down in the fourth quarter. I mean, look at that Buffalo game where it didn't matter that he was falling down and only had a finger and still made the, still that catch of the year to keep that game alive. We've seen it. In other games where Minnesota's been behind, where they just force-fed them and got themselves back into the game. Ben, I look, I'll say this. This this drive to begin this half for the Giants is going to determine how the rest of this game goes. If Minnesota's defense gets a stop, then you may be looking at Minnesota. All right, they're down 17-7. to They got the touchdown. Whatever that last drive of the half was for the Giants, ran the clock out, and then got a stop on the opening drive of the second half. The Vikings have stabilized things. Or the Giants come out, get points, whether it be a field goal or a touchdown, especially if it's a touchdown, this would be the case. It's like, all right, well, Minnesota's only stop was on the end of the half, which was a nonsense drive anyway, so they haven't proven they can stop us in a real drive. So I, this is a, again, I, I know it's master the obvious statements, but this is a gigantic gigantic drive to begin this half because this will set the course for what we get the rest of the way here. Especially when you consider just how good the Giants looked, how it it felt like. Remember, up 14-7 with the ball, had a first and goal at the six situation, scored a touchdown, it was wiped off due to an illegal shift. Could be one of those plays that we look back on as a big, as not a like a huge turning point, but a point where the Giants big could have taken a yeah two touchdown lead and and had the opportunity to go up more. Giants after that stalled out, kicked a field goal. Vikings would eventually come down, score a touchdown to get the game within three right before the end of the first half, and that's where we sit 17-14, uh, starting the second half underway now. Again, second half line minus a half for Minnesota, so Giants minus two and a half of the game. Fifty-five is the full game total. Twenty-four the second half total as we are now underway. I, I did see as I have all the live props pulled up on my screen at bet MGM, Justin Jefferson was taking some action during halftime. He was bet up from 96 and a half to 97 and a half. And a lot of those, depending on the market you're in, unfortunately for Jeff and I in Las Vegas, a lot of these aren't available, but the live player prop markets will hang out there. And it's especially if you wanted to bet any Minnesota guys, you'll have the opportunity to do so since the giants have the ball first uh, to start the third quarter. Uh, Danny, how often on the basis of the year have you bet these in-game live uh, player props? I, I would imagine there's some good opportunities to be had. There certainly are, but honestly, only a handful of times. You know, we, uh, we're trying to multitask okay. here. So to try to really scavenge every game that's 
going to halftime simultaneously where you finally have a break in the action is kind of difficult. But um, I, I think it's really good to do when you're looking at a team that's trailing and you look at their quarterback props like pass attempts, completions, passing yards. I think those are a really good angle to consider. And of course, on the other side, you could go, well, rush attempts, rushing yards. And yeah, all of these are going to be baked into the line. But with certain quarterbacks, they just truly abandon the run like Josh Allen, like Kirk Cousins. Um, like Tom Brady, mm -hmm. those guys, you can really get a good idea of how much they're going to expound on throwing the ball. You're usually a busy man on these Sunday afternoons, Danny. We, we, we understand that. All right. We're all, we're all multitasking of the five hour shows. Uh, Jeff was saying huge drive to start the half of the giants after Saquon Barkley gets stuffed on the opening play. Jones finds Hodgins for 10 yards. And then on third down finds a wide open Barkley on a little drag route who takes it into Minnesota territory. On the next play after that, Jones to Hodgins again down the sideline, and the Giants are cooking. 17-14 lead, two minutes into the third quarter, and knocking on the door right at the edge of the Minnesota red zone. We'll continue to update you on that as we're underway. Second half, game number two of this super wild card weekend. We'll also get some thoughts on the Sunday night game as we continue right here on Live Bet Sunday. This is Live Bet Sunday on VSEN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for a betting edge on football's big game, the VSEN experts have got you covered. Become a VSEN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of only $9.99. VSEN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VSEN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits let you see where the money and bets are moving every game. Deep dive betting reports, VEASAN betting guides for the biggest games of the season where our experts break down brackets, best bets, and all the big game props. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe today to sign up for only $9.99 to become part of the sports betting network. That is VSIN.com slash subscribe. As we're back on Live Bet Sunday, presented by BetMGM, Jeff Parles said coming out of the locker room, the first drive of the half for the Giants would be extremely important. Jeff, the Giants uh, punch it in. I, I would say that it uh, turned out to be the case as the Giants continue their offensive resurgence this week. 24-14 now on top of the Vikings on a pretty easy, you have to say, drive once they converted that first third down. Yeah, Dable and Kafka are eating Ed Donatel's lunch today because uh, this has just been an abomination for Minnesota's defense, but it's because the Giants are executing. And the Giants, oh, again, the only drive Minnesota has stopped them was the end-of-the-half drive. And that was because the Giants had no time left. So this has been a, a coaching masterclass from the Giants' offensive staff. And now let's see if Minnesota's offense can answer. Again, when, when they got to 10 last time, 17-7, Minnesota had their best drive of the game, went right down the field. Cousins was very sharp. You need to keep answering now if you're the Vikings. That's the only chance you have here because your defense is not giving you any help. You got to answer with a touchdown and just hope that one of these drives – you get a field goal out of, out of the Giants that your defense can hold them to three. Uh, but so far, a good start to this drive. Nice composure on that second down play by Cousins, getting it out in time to Mund for a nice first down. Cousins, 14-17 as the Vikings pick up a quick first down, even though he took a shot on the play on a little play action fake. Gets the ball out into the flat. 60-and-a-half is now the new total. High watermark. So far today, Giants link five and a half in the live market. Like if Danny Burke is a longtime suffering Chicago Bears fan with us, can complain about Luke Getze as an offensive coordinator. I, I get the sense, Danny, that, that Viking fans have a universal disdain for Ed Donatello as a DC. That's about all you hear coming out of the normally friendly pastures of the Twin Cities. Rightfully so. And you knew this was going to be a concern going into the season. 
I guess you just didn't think it was going to be to this level, or you would have thought that there would have been adjustments, pieces added, pieces moved to that defense. So they wouldn't be a reason why you can't win comfortably or why you're always playing from behind. But of course that has not been the case. And if you're struggling to stop Daniel Jones in this offense and look credit to them, credit to their play, calling the scheming, it's been great, but you're not going to go far in the postseason, and not that anybody expected to, but there is an obvious issue with this team and there was just no effort to have it be corrected. Now, what can you do going forward in this upcoming off season and beyond that? That's a big question and I'm getting way ahead of myself, but it's just, it was something that was obvious that was going to kill them when it really mattered. And they had a shot. It looked like on that first sequence when Daniel Jones, what they picked up the first down on third down and look, there goes Kirk cousins, Kirk cousins and cousins again, I guess if you want to say that, but uh, a nice big verb. play from the giants defense. Though. That's an awesome play by love. Intercept. It looked like the ball Close. hit the turf. Close. Don't, I don't see how that is held up. There's a flag on the play as well. Kirk Cousins on a ball over the middle for now intercepted by the Giants with 9.35 to go in the third quarter. Waiting to see, A, what the penalty is, B, uh, if this will get ex an expedited yeah. review or if it will be challenged by Kevin O'Connell. Yeah, they go expedited review. That was obviously a yeah. ball that hit the turf, so incomplete. And uh, But at the same time, this, this will result in a third down and seven for the Vikings at their own 47. Uh, hey, look, Ed Donatel, as a, as a Packer fan growing up in the great state of Wisconsin, Danny, it's 20 years ago this month that in January 2003, Ed Donatel, who at the time was the Packer defensive coordinator, uh, as the Packers were six-and-a-half-point favorites, allowed Michael Vick and the Falcons to come in and run roughshod all over his defense, who looked like they had never watched a Russian quarterback before in their lives. I lost that game 27-7. I, mean, I might still be a little bit bitter. Uh, 20 winners later. So third and seven now, Jeff, that is, that is going to be the, uh, the official setup here. Once again, you know, and when you can't stop anybody too on the defensive end, the, like it, you, you feel like the importance of the offensive possessions, they just ratchet up that much more. There's so much pressure on cousins and the Vikings here. Well, of course. And a big third and seven conversion. Hawkinson's been awesome Hawkinson, today. That's yeah. the one guy to giants, uh, even though Jefferson's played well, they have not had an answer for Hawkinson so far in this game. Very close for Julian Love to making what would have been a spectacular interception. But look, I look, I think Kirk has played very well in this game. If the Vikings lose this game, it's not on the offense, as we know. It's because the, the uh, Giants were unable to be stopped. But this has been a good Kirk Cousins performance, all things considered, because he's taken a bunch of heavy shots yeah. just on this drive alone, and he stood in, good composure. Uh, so far, so good from Kirk, but again – could be irrelevant if the Vikings defense doesn't make any plays. And with that completion to Hawkinson, Cousins now 15 of 19, now make it 16 of 20 as he finds an open Adam Thielen down the sideline uh, with 8.55 to go in the third quarter and the Vikings quickly in business. So all those people, uh, Danny, looking to bet over second half, over 24, that looks to be a justified position, <laughs> at least at this point. And I don't know, I kind of came into the day expecting this of all the playoff games to give us at least of the three today, to give us the most chaos, expecting overtime, expecting some sort of ridiculous back and forth down the stretch. Pretty good groove that each offense has settled into for, for the time being. My only question was, how would the offensive line of the Vikings hold up? I don't know what you make of, of the couple shots Cousins has taken, but all things considered, it hasn't been bad for Minnesota. They've at least kept them upright enough to make the big plays. Yeah, first of all, I just want to say, you know, I was joking about Cousins. I didn't see the almost interception, but that one wasn't even his fault. You guys are right. Yeah. He's been playing yeah. a solid game. And look, he's been having a very solid season 
with everything that he has had to endure in terms of his defense being a very big problem. Uh, in terms of the offensive line, look, it's it's kind of what you've always gotten with Kirk Cousins. He's not a quick guy. He's not really able to evade anybody. And when you when you do play action so often, you're allowing yourself to be susceptible to some pressure coming off the edge every now and then. But look, he's a tough dude. He's always been a tough guy. Doesn't get as much credit as he deserves more often than not. Uh, we'll see if they can punch it in here and. I mean, look, the, the biggest thing that is, can Minnesota just get one stop defensively? That is what it's seemingly going to come down to. What's the, uh, what's the flag here, Ben? Uh, there, I thought Giant, the Giants were offside, okay. and they are. There was a ton of movement. Giants were never really set uh, on, on, a second, uh, yeah, on a second and goal play from the three. Vi- look, credit to the Vikings. In, in the playoffs, you have to be able to make adjustments. The Jaguars did it last night, going up tempo in the second half against the L.A. Chargers. Chargers never adjusted, and so far, at least on this opening drive, Minnesota going more up tempo. Cousins finds Irv Smith in the back of the end zone, a diving catch. Cousins goes over his touchdown passing prop, his second passing touchdown of the day-to-day. That was heavily juiced over at minus 180. Daniel Jones has also gone over his uh, over his one-and-a-half passing touchdowns, which was plus 115 on the over, but uh, the Vikings, after converting that third and seven at about midfield, they ratchet up the pressure, move the ball quickly, 24-21, and uh, Jeff, we're, we're one field goal away from pushing on the over. That, that just feels like only a matter of time. 64 and a half, now your largest total of the game. Giants back down to a one and a half point live favorite, but as has continued to be the case, heavy juice there on that Giant side. The weekend of the NFL playoffs turning into a Big 12 Saturday from 10 years ago. <laughs> uh, yeah. We were heading for four of four on the over so far. With, uh, with in all honesty, n- uh, none of them really being in doubt with the way these games have ended up flowing. So, hey, look, uh, this one, I did it. Again, I didn't bet any totals this weekend. This would have been an overplay if I had played this game. Uh, just because, again, you're dealing with Minnesota's defense that awful, that's awful and the Giants' defense isn't any good either. So here you go. Daniel Jones, answer back time. That's what it comes down to. Uh, this kind of feels like whoever scores, uh, who, whoever blinks first offensively now is going to lose here, Ben, uh, with it being back on the racket of the Giants now up by three. And the thing that hasn't really happened is a any sort of special teams or wild turnover sort of gaff. Like, guys, it's it's just been played pretty much straight up. It's just been really, really efficient offense against completely overmatched defenses so far. And basically the only edge, you, you go back to the bad call by Kevin O'Connell trying a pass from Justin Jefferson to Kirk Cousins on a third and one play, a gadget play that was blown up. That's pretty much the difference right now. Giants are at nine yards a play. Vikings at about seven. And uh, Danny, uh, you know, I feel bad for even doubting your, your initial instinct to look in game over as it was apparent from the jump that it would be all offense and minimal resistance now that we're up to 64 and a half. Yeah, and again, what did we say after that third and one play that this is going to be a play they look back if they don't win, that comes back to haunt them. And if that didn't happen, if they just would have handed it off to Delvin Cook. I'm sure they would have picked up the first down. I'm sure they could have found a way to score, or they would have found a way to score like they have on virtually every other drive, and they could be in the lead right now. But look, even though the pressure would obviously be on Minnesota right now in their defense, it's arguably more on the Giants' offense just because they have been practically flawless on that side of the ball, and we still remember Daniel Jones for what he's looked like the majority of his career, I guess until Brian Dable came about and you're just waiting for something bad to happen. And maybe it won't, maybe it will, but that's the feeling you get it. If you like the giants here almost because 
the thing that made me not want to trust either side, I mean, like, Minnesota on paper has way more talent on their team, right? But the coach goes with Dable, and we'll see if that's going to prove to be the difference. They usually don't end up with nine yards of play. That's where the Giants are right now. Getting the ball back is two-and-a-half-point live favorites. I have a feeling we have some fun football over the next hour in store. We'll continue to discuss on Live Bet Sunday. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free... Oh, such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for 40% off site-wide and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for 40% off site-wide at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 
This is Live Bet Sunday on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets. It's never been easier to join the action on the new BetMGM app, featuring a fresh redesign with improved features and quicker navigation. Planning a trip to Vegas? You can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program, including exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager with BetMGM. Sign up with BetMGM or log in today to take advantage of BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Things are getting tight in the Twin Cities as Minnesota has taken back some of the momentum. Now down 24-21. 4-12 to go in the third quarter, and Jeff Parles, a promising giant drive, just ended as quickly as it started. Well, we almost got a massive assist from Jalen Rager, but uh, somehow Minnesota ended up falling on the football after Rager's punt, punt returner error. Well, that, that that was inexplicable. Why how do you not fair catch that with the guy bearing down on you? That is completely inexplicable from Rager, who, again, I I think we can confidently say is not a good NFL player at at this point. So, uh, look, uh, finally, for Minnesota, I mean, that was the first punt of the game, and it came uh, for the Giants, I should say, and it came uh, midway through the third quarter. So, here we go. Giants defense has to answer. The Giants offense has blinked for the first time today. Can the Giants defense pony up and at least hold Minnesota to three now, Ben? Daniel Jones had Richie James wide open on a second and seven on a crossing route pass was barely deflected at the line, a huge deflection that resulted in an incomplete pass. And then Jones sacked on third and seven at his own 38 giants had been seven of eight on third downs in the game today. I guess it it should not be a surprise, Danny, that on the first punt of the game, we all almost get a special teams calamity (laughs) in in a game between uh, two teams that certainly have not been extremely efficient in those areas, especially uh, Minnesota this year. Uh, now that now that the tides have turned and it's a pick 'em on the live line, sixty-one and a half is your current total. Yeah, that's about par for the course, right? Just when you think the momentum's coming your way, and then you let your punt returner almost kind of uh, kill you and take you out of it. But like you were saying, luckily they, for their sake, they were able to fall on the ball. Um, look, I, the Giants are a little. I, I don't know. I, it's it's kind of fascinating how their offensive play calling is going to be going forward because. They're not doing standard play con. They're doing all these kind of sweet plays, getting other guys involved, which is good. And it's worked to this point. But at at some point in this game, too, you got to go back to just keeping it simple, uh, knowing that your defense is going to be a liability in the sense that maybe you get Saquon involved a little bit more. So whether it's with the screen game, when you were passing it to him, it was working kind of get the handoffs going with him instead of just trying to do those outside sweeps. And I get that it was a third and short situation, but again, you don't want to be stuck being too cute on every single play. That's what killed Minnesota earlier when they tried to do that. And that's a little bit different. I understand, but the point Mm -hmm. remains, I think you can play bully ball and keep running it down their throat and keep it simplified if you're the giants. But now, especially if the Vikings tire, take the lead, then what does the game plan become? And then where does that pressure amount to? And then how much pressure can Daniel Jones take? Will he still have the will to keep moving the ball, making the necessary throws without it being a costly mistake? So huge stop by Minnesota. Like you said, let's see what the Giants defense can do. And knowing what Minnesota has done in the past in the second half, I'd be a little bit scared if I were uh, 
sitting on the Giants money line ticket right now, but still plenty of game to go and plenty of opportunities, I'm sure, for, uh, for both as offenses. Kirk Cousins hits, yeah, as he hits it open, Adam Thielen to continue a very efficient passing day today. As I update the numbers on Cousins, 17 to 21, 191 yards, two touchdowns. I don't know, Jeff. You're on the Giants in, in every which way. Scared is that? The, is that the word uh, that you would describe yourself right now, or something else? It's a coin flip game now. Anything can happen. I could lose because the Vikings win by four. I could win because the Giants win by three, uh, which seemingly t- could be the two most logical results. Now, if this game gets tied, if the Vikings end up kicking a field goal on this drive, then all bets are off. Then. Look, we, we, I said it going into the game yesterday with Jacksonville and the Chargers that anything was possible. Now, I, I didn't I, I didn't expect third largest comeback in NFL playoff history to be in that game. Uh, but, oh, look, hey, that's fair. Uh, I mean, yes. look, these teams are even. Neither team by the numbers was proven to be particularly good this year. And right now, if Minnesota gets held to a field goal on this drive, uh, but Thibodeau's down, which obviously would be a disaster for the Giants, uh, this would uh, look uh, this coming down into a tie game into the fourth quarter. I don't think that would have shocked anyone coming in, Ben. Um, look, if Danny, you're you're our guy all year. You like to make these uh, in-game will a game go to overtime prop bets? Could <laughs> I interest you in, in looking up that number right now? Because t- that was my thought coming in. Overtime would make the most sense, even just entering the weekend. Setting aside the craziness in Jacksonville right. last night. Of all the six games wild card weekend, this is the one I would have pegged most likely to go to overtime. Not that that's a you know a huge shocking statement to make considering how tightly lined the game was. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what you're seeing, Danny, but that it, this does have oh. the feel of of that uh, that type of potential game flow with it now being a pick'em and with that total in the low 60s uh, with neither offense having much issue. Yeah, I'm trying to look right now. Seven I don't to one. see anything. Seven, seven to one. one. Okay. Seven I was going to guess the lowest would be eight to one, but seven to one's uh, it's not really that tempting, honestly. This could easily end with just a game-winning field goal at the end of regulation. Uh, with, with the way they're moving the ball, I'm sure someone will be set up for that opportunity. But if it were like eight to one, yeah. realistically, you'd want ten to one, but because that's what it typically is. But you're right. Like going into this weekend, if you had to put it on one game to go to overtime, this would probably be it. Well, I'll see if there's a better. Did you number. get it? Yeah, uh, you keep looking, Danny. You, I don't you know. know. I Dan, think seven. Danny, Danny, I think seven to one's pretty reasonable at this point. I, yeah, you're, I was heading, say, like, you're, that, you're heading for a, about right to me. You're you're heading for a, you're heading for potentially a tie game on this drive, one in seven times in a three point game with three minutes to go, uh, with these two teams going overtime. I think that's relatively fair, actually, at this rate. Yeah, you're not wrong. I guess just in a comparison of what it typically is, sure, but sure. In, in a realistic sense, what it should be, yeah, that's probably the right. It's not number. terrible. Again, it's a yeah. it's a long shot for a, re- a longer shot for a reason. I'm sure mm-hmm. some math person will yell at me and say it should be like thirteen <laughs> to one, but uh, I, I mean based off the math I mean based off what the, the based off what the uh, based off what this number usually is, I don't think it's that far off, Danny. I hear you. I like I'm, it. Hey, if I'm, we can get the group I'm, I'm effort, with... maybe we'll all get on it. Those Danny, always go yeah. well. You, you take the, you take the lead on that. Did you see Jeff uh, the the Kayvon Thibodeau injury? Uh, any any idea on uh, on the severity no there? With no idea. Uh, yeah, I didn't. No idea. I did not see it either. Just we did see Kip Thibodeau get hurt as we come back from break. Uh, now now getting another look at least on the Thibodeau injuries. It looked like he got. Uh, yeah, he was hit on. The, it looked like a hand injury, so yeah. he was stepped on. Uh, and kind of in the same vein, if you remember the Trevor Lawrence play from last night, although it was kind of a, a stomp right on his hand, not intentional in any way as, as he gets uh, stepped on. So he has to come out of the game second and six for the Vikings at their own 40 at the three minute mark of the third quarter. Surprised to finally see Justin Jefferson targeted for the first time this quarter. 
He's been targeted seven times now today. He's caught all seven balls. That one only goes for a gain of three. It's funny, like as much, Danny, as the Vikings have been able to move the ball down the field, Giants have, if, if, you, if you told a Giant fan right now at the three-minute mark of the third quarter, you'd be limiting Justin Jefferson to seven catches for 46 yards. You would take that in a heartbeat, I would think. True, but then you have the caveat of uh, TJ Hawkinson once again going off much like he did the other time that you face the Giants on, uh, on or that you face the Vikings on Christmas Eve. Right. Look, this has been a, uh, I don't know, maybe not talked about as much in terms of midseason acquisitions. Granted, it wasn't very consistent with his production, but based on what he's done in the small amount of postseason time and if they win and go through, you know, we talk about Christian McCaffrey and how great of a pickup that is. TJ Hawkinson has been a very underrated pickup from this Vikings team. And it was crazy in the first place that they got it from a division opponent and a big piece to this offense that has contributed in a large way to this game and their success. And he's been coming through clutch, especially on those third downs. Right. And speaking of third downs, while Hawkinson had been the target, four catches for 78 yards this time, Cook left wide open out of the backfield, easy pitch and catch. Cousins gets the first down. Uh, now throws a ball up for grabs. It's incomplete. That's the first target for Justin Jefferson that has not resulted in a catch for the Vikings star wide receiver, blanketed in perfect coverage on a, a deep post down the field. Uh, so the Vikings do move into giant territory. And, you know, it's, it's funny. If I'm going to look at that, I will look at that uh, overtime prop because assuming this drive continues long enough to get us to the end of the third quarter and the Vikings still have the ball, Jeff, getting into a 24-all scenario where you might see dueling field goals or doing dueling touchdowns in the fourth quarter, it would make a lot of sense from a general game flow standpoint. And Cousins, out, you know, outside of those deep shots, anytime he's looked in kind of the middle area of the field, and he's had he's had a man at 20 to 25 now, despite being knocked down six different times today. So uh, it will be a pretty big third and long though, after a loss of two on a second and ten handoff. It's sort of like the Giants. It's like every like fifth play, Jeff, they've come up with a big play. It's just a matter of can that be enough to keep this Viking offense uh, curtailed? Yeah, all the uh, all, all the newer age sportsbook uh, uh, have taken everything off the board right now. So something important happens here. It's just a matter of is it good or bad for, for the Giants or the Vikings? Uh, no. It's going to say, you know, it's taken off the board because it's going to be fourth, and, it's gonna be, it's gonna be fourth yeah, and three. So decision time for O'Connell. Offense staying on the field as we roll into our final hour of Live Bet Sunday. We'll tell you what happens next. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know what were they thinking? 
backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Thank you. 